This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wendy's Big Show serving up hot and fresh here on The Fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, and this guy here, Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Settle, joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Matt, thanks for coming on. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. All right, first things first, uh, Buck schedule comes out. Uh, Game 8 still TBD, but uh, for the most part, they got some weekday afternoon games. They got uh, a couple of Saturday night games, a couple of weeknight games. Overall, when you saw what the Bucks schedule looked like, what were your thoughts? You know, I thought it was basically what I expected. I assumed they would play every other day with maybe one back-to-back in there, which is what they got. Um, you know, some some late night games. You know, some like you said, uh, afternoon games, which I I always like. Uh, but it makes sense with a lot of Western Conference teams. You know, you want those markets to be able to watch them at a normal time. So if you have you know, 13 out of the 22 are Western Conference teams. You're going to try and put those teams later, so the Bucks are going to be earlier, and that's just kind of normal. Uh, in terms of the opponents, it's pretty much what we expected, uh, just following their schedule. Except instead of playing the Wizards twice, they they limited that to once, so they'll finish against the Grizzlies. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it wasn't really surprising to me at all. And the most important thing is, you know, this is just a warm up for for the playoffs because, you know, there's basically no situation i can imagine where they won't be the one seed so this is all about just kind of you know shaking off the rust and getting ready for you know the really important games so what what are the odds are that this is actually going to happen like we're really going to have a nba season well i think uh, i think the odds are really good that it's going to happen at least that it's going to start the, the question right okay you know, that no one really knows the answer to is is, is it going to end the way we want it to <laughs> are they going to be able to keep going uh, and, and if they they can start it, I, I think they can. I think they have everything lined up to start it. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Obviously, everybody's monitoring uh, the the virus cases in in Orlando and around 
um, you know, where all the players are going to be in the bubble and the quote unquote bubble. Um, but you know, the, the question is, can they sustain this for the, the three months that it's going to take to finish out the season? And that, you know, we just don't know. See, that's the one thing. Regal Bear coming out and saying, I've had this how long ago, and I still don't have my sense of smell necessarily back at this point. And everybody wants to talk about this COVID-19 thing. Well, if you're young, you're fine. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. Okay, well, apparently he, he he's not going to die, it doesn't appear, but he does have some long-term effects, side effects from this thing. And you have to think that some of these other NBA players are seeing, even though they may, you know, may not have all been that happy with Rudy Gobert when this whole thing started, but I'm sure are looking at Rudy Gobert now and saying, okay, what is he going through all these weeks later? If I get it, does that mean mean that's what I may end up having to go through too? And the more and more, like you said, cases that come along, I think it's going to create some uneasiness uh, amongst the players. Do you think there's something uh, there that says, all right, if this happens, we're out. Like, we're going to stop. I saw somebody put out the other day of what happens if Giannis and LeBron are playing each other in the finals and they both catch it. Are they going to stop the finals and resume it when they're both healthy again? Or are they going to let it play out? Is it going to be, well, you know, 60% of the players have COVID, we're done. Or 40% of the players have COVID, we're done. Do you have any sense that there is some type of line drawn in the sand as far as what may stop this thing? Yeah, you know, I think the NBA has been intentionally vague with what happens if, like, you know, five players from a team you know, come down with the virus at the same time. Because uh, I don't think they have an answer. I don't think they have a plan other than, like, you know, we'll figure it out. And guys, have individual guys, will be quarantined and all that stuff. But, like, they haven't come up with, you know, any type of written rule or spoken rule that they've let out to anyone that I know of what they're going to do in that situation. You know, or what happens if, you know, multiple players from the team have it, but then other players and different teams are like, hey, we just played against them. I'm nervous now. You know, I, you know, future opponents say, "Hey, we don't want to play, or we're not ready." You know, we're not going to be on that risk. So I think that you know, all that stuff is going to have to be ironed out on a case by case basis as things happen. And you know, it, you just kind of have if the NBA is going to go down this this path, which I would say isn't necessarily a bad path, um, but if they're going to go down this path to try and play games, you know, they're going to have to get ready to address problems as they happen. Because you know, I think in a perfect world, no problems happen. But you know, we don't. We're going to live in a perfect world. Something, something's going to happen at some point. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and lend you my, my phrase that pays, and it is, it's a fluid situation, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And let me ask you this, though. So, I mean, when you look at, at, at Giannis and how this, thing's, how this uh, thing is going to start back up, do you think that these guys will, will, will get their timing back? Can, we get, can they get back to where they were or – is this is this off time is going to hurt the Bucks more than any other team that are out there right now? You know, I think it helps in the sense that you know when when play stopped, Giannis was hurt. Yeah, you know, and it was a knee injury that we thought that you know wouldn't last that long. It wouldn't be that big of an issue, you know. But you have no idea how his recovery would have gone while trying to come back from injury uh, and then play games. You know, he might have pushed back too early or something like that. So now he has definitely had time to time off. You know, these guys are, are getting in the gym now. They're being able to, you know, go to the, the practice facility. Training camp starting tomorrow, um, so they're gonna have to start having having more action. Uh, they're gonna have like a basically a month to kind of dust off the cobwebs, and probably another month after that, or at least like two or three weeks before the playoffs. We we kind of know they're seeding anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it'll help. They'll have time. Uh, maybe not help, but uh, like I said, the last time I was on with you guys, any situation that allows the Bucks to continue this season helps. 
uh, if they had to call this season quits and be done with it, um, you know, that, that's obviously the worst case scenario for them because the window for them is open and, and all they need to do is uh, round back into shape, keep everybody as healthy as possible and, you know, let it play out on the court because they have a great opportunity if it plays out on the court. When you look at this schedule, uh, Matt, obviously they start uh, against Boston, 5.30 Central tip, uh, Friday, July 31st. Uh, then they have the Rockets on Sunday, August 2nd. That's a 7.30 tip. I think both those games are good. Uh, the Nets, uh, don't really care about the Nets game. Heat game, that could be fun on Thursday, August 6th. Uh, again, that's a Thursday game with a 3 o'clock Central tip mm. right during the big show. We'll be able to watch that during the show. Uh, then the Mavericks, don't really care about that game. And then no, the Raptors, Monday, August 10th, that's a 5.30 tip. Definitely care about that one. And then Wizards and Grizzlies uh, to round it out. Probably don't care about those. So of the eight games, probably three or four games I think most fans will definitely want to watch. The problem is you just don't know how much Giannis is going to play. You just don't know how much Middleton or Bledsoe are going to play or because they're right there to clinch. You could be clinched within a game, I think. Because of that, they may just keep these guys laid back, and you may really not see what this team is all about until the playoffs start. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big question that I know I have, and I'm sure a lot of fans have going into all this, is how do the Bucks handle those eight seeding games? How do they handle the three, the three you know preseason games before that? They have 11 games before they hit the playoffs, and three of them definitely don't matter, and probably six of the other ones don't matter either in terms of figuring out, you know, where they are seating-wise. So how much do they play their guys? How much does Bud want to help guys, you know, kind of play, play back into shape and play back into, um, you know, getting their chemistry right and their, their timing right and all that stuff? And how much do you want to say, you know what, I'm going to play these guys like it's a preseason game, play Giannis 20 to 25 minutes a game, do that for all the starters, you know, try and keep things normal during those minutes. But then we won't see a lot of, you know, DJ Wilson, Thanasis Denikumbo, you know, D-League MVP Frank Mason. Uh, we might see a lot of Cam Reynolds. You know, but they have a 17-man roster. They might go all the way, you know, to the bottom of that roster to try and make sure everybody has a chance to kind of play at least a little bit. Uh, and we don't know, you know, that, that Raptors game, that's like the second-to-last, you know, regular season seeding game, who, who knows on either team if anybody's going to play, any starters at all. Uh, because, you know, maybe at that point – you know, guys will have at least had a chance to, to play a little bit, get into a, a little bit of a groove. And, you know, second-to-last game for both teams, just, you know, everybody just empty the, the bench and let's get to the playoffs. You know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question. Who do you think is the biggest threat to the, the Milwaukee Bucks? In this well, I mean, start? I think that, that's a that's a pretty pretty crowded group, I'd say. You know, that's so? obviously the Raptors. Um, you know, the the Celtics have been playing really well or had been playing really well when the when everything stopped. Um, the Heat have had the Bucks number a little bit this season. Uh, and then the Sixers, you know, we, we know what they're capable of when they're at their best. Um, the question is always, can they be at their best? Um, you know, so I think all four of those uh, are tough. I think the, the only downside to all this for the Bucks is the Sixers will have the opportunity to get into the you know the four or five seed that that matchup for the playoffs and if they win a first round series then you get the 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 seventy sixers in the second round and so if you get the seventy sixers in the second round that's that's going to be a knockdown drag out uh, you know battle between two teams that were expected to be maybe one two the two best teams in the East if you're not there in the second round so uh, I think that poses a, a considerable threat uh, you know the the Bucks got to be rooting for the Pacers as much as they can because I think that's a team that can definitely beat. Um, you know, pretty handily in a seven-game series. If you can get them 
somehow in the second round. Uh, that, that's that's kind of the best-case scenario. But I would say, you know, Philly, uh, Toronto, and Boston. I mean, in Miami, it's just so hard to parse between those teams, especially not knowing how they're going to look when they get back. The, the one thing I've been curious about, talking with Matt Velasquez, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, covers the Milwaukee Bucks, is you bring up Philly. And I, I just read a piece by Tobias Harris uh, over the weekend uh, talking about they had chemistry issues, he said, uh, at the beginning of the season that they were still trying to work out before this whole thing stopped. Now you're going to put all these guys in one resort together, all these players on the same team and coaching staffs. Everybody's going to be together on and off uh, of the court consistently. We know the Bucks have the chemistry advantage over most teams in the NBA coming into the season. They probably still do coming out of this thing as well. But those teams maybe that, that lack that chemistry, do you think they can build it quicker with the way it's going to be put together through a playoff run than they could have if they weren't forced to be in one city, in one resort, all together, all the time? Yeah, I think part of it depends on how they've been using these past three months. Have they been you know, talking together, you know, on Zoom or through, you know, through text chats and kind of maybe working through some of the issues that they had. Maybe, you know, absence has made the heart grow fonder uh, in, in certain situations, uh, and they've been able to to figure that out. I mean, if, if teams have chemistry issues, I don't think the Bucks would be one of those things. But if other teams have those those issues that continue to crop up during the playoffs, and then you know, no team is going to have a home court advantage, which I think hurts other teams more than it hurts the Bucks. Not saying the Bucks' home court advantage is insignificant, um, but when you look at their record, they were great on the road. They were great at home. Um, you know, each of the past two seasons. I mean, they were great no matter where they played. Other teams uh, in the East, you know, and you look at the Sixers. You know, they were uh, pretty abysmal on the road and fantastic at home. So, you know, that that could be uh, a big difference if you don't have that that home court advantage or that home crowd to feed off of in the way that some teams really need it. Maybe your your chemistry issues you know faster a little bit more. You have more problems. Um, and when it comes to uh, being stuck at the resort, I mean maybe there'll be some advantages and disadvantages in the sense that yes, you'll be stuck with your team the whole time, but there'll also be a whole bunch of other teams at your resort, and you can if you have friends on other teams, you can you can see them. You have you have no family around you, nothing kind of distracting you. You can just go hang out with your buddies from another team, and, and that might be okay. Hey, especially if it's a team that you're not going to play in the playoffs, your teammates might not see a problem with it. So uh, as has been the case with so many things we talked about, it's just kind of a wait and see. You know, we'll see. It's a fluid situation, right? There it is. That's my man. Hey, let me ask you this quick, uh, real quick, though, because this thing is changing for everybody. How does it affect you? How is it changing for you? Are you going to be able to go down there? I mean, are you are you going to be on the grounds? Where are they going to put you? Have you, have you guys talked about that uh, yet? I'm still waiting for details from the NBA. I don't think they've actually officially come out with the media details, but mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine I'd be in the bubble. I think there'd be some media availability for, for spots in the bubble, but my guess is it would cost tens of thousands of dollars to, to be housed and fed at Disney for upwards of you know about, about like three months and coronavirus mm-hmm. tested and all of that. I don't think I'm going to let too many people in there. It might just be a handful of people from some different outlets um, but I doubt it'll be me, um, and, I, and I believe it will be some kind of secondary access uh, where you just kind of stay at some other hotels outside of the bubble. Uh, but you can go to the games. You can sit in the stands and, like, cover the games, but you can't actually interact with any players or coaches, like not in person. Mm-hmm. So right. you're going to be doing everything off of Zoom if I, if I go down there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the plan is. I haven't talked with my, uh, my bosses at the Journal Sentinel just yet. But I don't think I'd be expected to go down there anytime soon. 
uh, maybe later in the playoffs, uh, there might be, you know, uh, and, and need or, there might be something that I can get down there that I can't get from home. See, but and that's the thing. Zoom conference calls. Matt, that's right, a crazy. Right. That's a crazy thing. I was I was going back and forth with Chad Davis uh, this morning about this. The Bucks play by play guy I said, "Man, oh man, Ted, isn't it your luck? You're finally going to have a team maybe win the whole thing, and you won't even be there to celebrate it." I mean, what is the chances of that? Just like you guys that call from you, Eric Name, and others. Normally, you'd be in that winning locker room, champagne going crazy, everybody celebrating. You're in there being a part of the celebration. And the way it looks right now, whoever wins is not going to have – I mean, they'll be able to celebrate with each other, but the media and all that other stuff will not be in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a whole new world down there when it comes to media access. There's only going to be a handful of people, uh, you know, and there might be questions that are getting piped in. You know, from Zoom, like I might be on Zoom at a press conference asking questions to then be maybe directly to the players and coaches, or you know, trans, you know, going through an intermediary from the NBA who will then take the question and pose it to the people on camera. I have no idea. Like, and I'm I'm really interested to see how it goes. I don't know how the Bucks are going to handle, you know, when training camp starts. You know, just you know, it's coming right up. You know, are we going to have you know, any in-person access or to sit really far away. We have to do Zoom calls. Like, I don't know. Like, my life's been on kind of on a standstill for the past three months because there's there's no NBA. There's not too many answers as to, you know, how things are going to work or what, you know, what my role is, how to how to jump in. So I've been mm-hmm. trying to, you know, help out with uh, at the newspaper covering, doing news stuff and, you know, kind of putting on different hats. Uh, and now that things are starting up again, I, I'm still waiting for answers as to how, I can do my job, but I'm, I'm hoping they'll come sooner than later, and you know, we can start doing some uh, some some breaking down of NBA games and you know talking to players, even if it is over Zoom, uh, and, and kind of go from there. Matt, one last thing: any idea that they may sign a Jamal Crawford or somebody late here uh, before they head down to Orlando? Yeah, I, I think it's doubtful. I think tomorrow is the last day they can do it. Um, if they if they sign anybody, and they'd have to you know cut somebody who they have because they have a full roster, so they have to cut somebody not on a G League contract on a regular NBA contract, which is involved eating some money and changing dynamic of the team. I mean, there, there could be a world that they do that, but I I would imagine that they're going to ride with the guys they got. There he is, Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Summer covers the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk to him throughout the season. Matt, thanks so much. Looking thanks, forward Matt. to getting an actual season started again. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet you take care. There he is, Matt Velasquez on the Wendy's Big Show uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It's your passion outgrown your home. A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Gary, you brought it up uh, right there to him as far as, you know, you think we're going to finish this thing. And I had done this thing with uh, Mike Wickett or whatever this Zoom thing, podcast, whatever it was last week with me, him, and Josh Vernier was on there with us, our former co-host of the Wendy's Big Show. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about baseball and basketball and whether or not this thing would actually end. And Vernier started talking about, well, you know, if somebody dies or if multiple people die or something like that. And I was like, man, it's it's not going to take it. It's not going to have to go to that extreme in order to have this thing stopped, is it? I mean, you're not going to have to have somebody die in order for this thing to get stopped. No, what's going to happen is if, like, Giannis, LeBron, the big-name guys, if they get it, how do they proceed? I think that no one has to die. I think it's uh, any big – those two names for sure stands out to me is in how do they proceed, how long those guys are going to be out. Because really, if you think about it, or, or Kawhi, the, those those three guys right now are your your biggest names in, in the NBA. 
So I think to me that's how it's going to play out. Because if Giannis, if Giannis gets it, the Bucks are done, right? If LeBron gets it, I think they well, they still they're not done. Depending on who David. else is out, it all depends well, who right, else right, is out. It, right, right, right. So yep. if LeBron and Giannis out, yeah, then it's you know tables are even. You're right. You're right. Or one of the guys from Boston. So I think that's how it's going to play out. But no, I don't. I don't see anybody dying. That's what well, Vernon is being pretty extreme now, and that's what normally happens to guys when they get married. They start getting, you know, he was never like that before. No, he's married. And he starts thinking outside the box a little bit. Because more. He's it, never thought that way before. But the reason I bring it up and the reason it came back into that. my head is is because of what the Twins announced today. Citing health and safety concerns related to COVID-19, the Twins will yeah. not allow bullpen coach Bob McClure and Major League coach Bill Evers to work games this year. Pete Mackey, the minor league pitching coordinator, is in line to step in as the new bullpen coach. While Evers' role is expected to be filled in the near future, but they're going to pay, but they're going to pay both of them to yes. not be out there. But why? Why are they doing that, though, Steve? Because of age and previous yes. health. Right. Well, they're not going to be, be. They're not going to be the only ones. I right. can all but guarantee right. you. That would be me. And, but that's right. But that's right. baseball. So now you're going to talk about the NBA. These guys are all staying in the same resort. At least with baseball, it's more like a baseball season. So you're not confined with everybody necessarily all the time. Right. But right. I don't know, man. I, mm-hmm. I just yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and find out how right this whole thing goes. Yeah. Uh, okay, coming up next, Leroy Butler will rejoin us. Question on the table is this. Is I didn't it, even know he wasn't here, Steve, if you hadn't said it, man. Oh, he wasn't with us? That's tough. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers' relationship with the Packers better than we thought uh, when they drafted uh, our guy Jordan Love? We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Wendy's Big Show. Why are we talking about that? Because Brett Favre's talking again, so we have to talk about it. That's why. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.